This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. It's my honor to bring Amber Fish on the podcast. Amber is the wife of Jed Fish, head football coach for the Arizona Wildcats. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for reaching out. I'm excited to, um, to share our story. That's right. Well, we start with X's and O's. Fish is starting his first season as the head coach at Arizona. He comes to Arizona after eight years of coaching at the collegiate level, including stints in the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and 13 years in the NFL, most recently with the New England Patriots. He's won an NFC championship, appeared in Super Bowl 53. When you hear all that, (laughs) when you look back, what stands out to you as to why Coach Fish is getting guys to perform at such a high level? Oh, wow. Um, I think it's his love for the game, but I also think it's the passion, his loyalty, and really the amazing coaches that he's been around. That has helped him um, with the, ex, you know, with players. And um, I think it's his relationships with people. Mm, that's, that's what very- it is. That's one of the most important things uh, that we talk about is relationships. Talk me through the day he was announced as the head coach. I always like to talk about this with head coaches wives because <laughs> it has to have been a dream come true. Like when you know you're getting the job, when you're and then all becomes public, and then that first day, just take me through it. Some people will never experience this, so walk me through it. Okay, what a moment! And this is the first time that I've thought back to that day. We lived in New uh, New England at the time. We were in Westwood, and you know. I knew that it was a possibility, but there's been interviews in the past that he's, you know, it was a possibility. So when this came to fruition, I was like, I must've asked him a hundred times. Are you sure? Are you, are you positive? Did you sign a contract yet? I made his agent call me and I talked to his agent. Um, (laughs) But I knew that it was real. The athletic director here at the university of Arizona and the president, um, Dave Hickey and Bobby Robbins, they called us. And then when they offered it to Jed with me there, I was like, okay, it's real. It's really happening. Yes. So it, it was like two days before Christmas. Wow. So it was um, quite a gift. Definitely. Exciting time. Okay. So then you're flying in and you're like, what am I going to wear? What are the kids going to wear? I mean, was it nerve-wracking? Yeah. Did you have a shopper do it for you? Did, were you, you well, know, like... you know, I thought about it. Well, you know, it's so funny. I'm glad you're saying this. I didn't want to jinx anything, right? So I didn't want to get anything beforehand. Um, so, and it was during COVID. We're talking still during a pandemic. Oh, that's right. So I ended up, you know, his press conference was actually done um, on a Zoom from New England. And then he, we all flew out together about a week later. Um, no, and I just scrambled. I actually, it's so sweet. I had a a really dear friend in Boston and she's a stylist. And she said, Amber, I'm going to come over and put outfits together for you. And I said, great. So she came over and put outfits together for me and the kids. So it was perfect. 
That's awesome. Okay. Let's rewind. Where did you grow up and did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? Oh, um, I grew up um, outside of Dallas, Texas in a little town um, called Rowlett. Um, And I was an only child. Uh, No, I did not grow up thinking I was going to be a coach's (laughs) wife. Um, No, I did not, but I love it. Um, I lived with my parents in Rowlett um, finished school, uh, in, Gar- uh, in Rowlett. And then right after high school, I just went straight into, into work. So I didn't go to college, uh, like most people, like our kids will. Um, I just went straight into, to work. And then how did you is, meet Jed Fish? Well, that's, this is so funny. So I started working, um, I moved to Plano, Texas and started working with a company. I worked for Trammell Crow's daughter, Lucy Billingsley, she uh, opened up a company and someone said, you should really come do this. And I'm a real go-getter. Like I um, am a a people person, like in your face kind of a person. I was like, great. I'd love that. So I started working as a meeting planner. Um, I started in the call center at the very lowest, you know, it's a starting point. Mm -hmm. And then I worked myself up. I worked with them for 10 years. And at the end of my career there, I was a meeting planner and um, my client was Coach Grant Taft at Baylor. And um, I worked for Sandy Atkinson at the American Football Coaches Association. She was my client. So Sandy, each year I did the AFCA convention. I ran it with her. And I think they kept putting me on this you know, this convention because they knew I was not going to marry a football coach. Like it just wasn't in my my thing, like send me to Paris, send me to Italy. Like I like doing incentive programs like that. Um, and I met Jed in 2001 at the AFCA convention in Atlanta. Um, it was like at the end of a night, I was exhausted. I had all the girls that I had hired to, you know, run all the hotels, run the meeting. And we were sitting, having a drink at the end of the night. And all of a sudden I hear, it was like coach Spurrier and Bob Stoops. And they were sitting there and they're like, Jebi, you should go buy that blonde a drink. And all of a sudden here comes Jed. What are you drinking? And I was probably drinking a screwdriver at that time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he bought me a drink and we exchanged phone numbers. um, And then he was getting his master's at the University of Florida. So that's how he was working for Coach Spurrier at the time. And um, I lived in Dallas, so he was in Florida. And then we just really became great friends. Um, you know, we, certain things kept bringing us back together. Um, and his dad was diagnosed with something. My mom was, 9-11 happened. Mm. So we just kept reconnecting. Um, and then after college, when he graduated, his first job out of school was with the Houston Texans. It was Dom Capers, um, it was an expansion team. And he called me and he said, Amber, um, I just got a job with the Texans. How far is Houston from Dallas? And I'm like, oh, it's three hours, but I have a boyfriend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, but we still stayed friends and it was really nice. And then my boyfriend and I broke up and I immediately called Jed and I knew he, he was, would have been so, I'm oh, sorry. He would have been so proud of me. Um, he was so proud that I'd broken up. So I called him and said, I broke up with my boyfriend. And he said, amazing. We have a game this weekend. Why don't you fly to Houston? And I said, great. So I flew to Houston and um, 
Yeah, we've been together ever since, 17 years. Wow. That is a fun yeah. story. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's 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 been a wild ride, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So do you have children now? I believe you do. I think you have three, right? We do. So when I met Jed, I had a daughter. She was one years old. So I have my oldest daughter, Zaylee. Uh, she's 22 now. And then Jed and I have two girls, a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old. So they're awesome. in fourth grade and seven. Yep. Awesome. Now, yeah. do you work right now? Uh, what do you enjoy doing? So I'm not working right now. When we moved to Miami, um, it was just too hard. I was still doing meeting planning, uh, pharmaceutical meeting planning at the time. But, you know, this is my 14th move in 17 years. So when you move, you know, there's been a few moves throughout his career, our career that, you know, one stops, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really hard. It was hard for me to juggle moving the family, unpacking, you know, everything and have a job. So Miami, I stopped working and my job fully is the family running our house, running That's the kids, uh, making sure everything's taken care of here. And now, you know, up at the office as well, helping Jed when he needs it. It's astounding how much someone can take on when they're working from home like that, when they're taking care of everything else. I feel like I've done all, it sounds like you've done, you've been working mom, you've been a stay at home mom. I feel like it's hard either way, isn't it? I mean, a, a beautiful blessing either way, but isn't it hard either way? There's so much that you can tackle and there's so much to take on. It is. It really is. I tell him all the time though. It's I felt like, like sometimes when I get all crazy, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to work because this is being at home and running the house and making sure everything is perfect and for games and for the, you know, we have the players over for dinner sometimes and the kids and all their activities. It's a lot more work at home (laughs) than it was working. (laughs) That's the same way I felt. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't clock in and out, but I consider raising our kids, taking care of our family, the most important job and the busiest job, the busiest, the most exhausting. I feel like, yeah. okay. Game and then day. Puppy into it, oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Tell everybody about your puppy. You just told me you have a new puppy. Yes, we, um, so it's really funny. You know, when Jed, um, we had a King Charles, we have a King Charles Cavalier. We got in California. Her name is Kelly girl. And then, um, when Jed got the, Oh, if I ever get a head coaching job, you can get another puppy. Cause we all, that was his big thing. Ha ha. If I ever get a head coaching job. And then when he got this, the first thing our girl said was we get a puppy. <laughs> so, um, we moved to Arizona and then our girls do, they go to camp during the summer. So when they got back, I said, well, we should just go ahead and get one. So we got one last Sunday. It's a Cavapoo wow. and her name is Zona. Zona. Yeah. I love it. So we have it. another girl in the family. <laughs> I love it. You're going to have to share pictures with us so we can, all the wives I are going to be dying to sure. see this beautiful puppy. Okay. Game day. This will be your first um, uh, game at Arizona. I'm sure that uh, you have plenty of experience. So what's a home game look like for you? What time do you get to the stadium? Are you like way early or are you skating in there? Not wanting to be around anything that makes Ooh. you nervous. <laughs> Um, no, I get there way early. We like to get there. The girls like to get on the field. They like to see Jed. Um, we, I like to get, you know, see the other wives. We usually get together before the game and we have such a, we, in the past, even we've had young staff and all the kids are friendly and I'm really blessed. This staff, um, 
we have some two of our other coaches wives we've been with in the past over the past 10 years so our kids know each other and they're all friends so we go anywhere early so that the kids can get together and play and then the mom talk it's great yeah Yeah, it's fun do you get to go to the away games you know what this will be the first time I'll go to all the away games with the kids yeah I'm really excited so we've always done a wives trip I've been really lucky to be on teams where we've had wives trips and I did that but we're going to go here in Arizona to every away game that I want to go to. I think there's a couple that I decided I'm not going to go to, but yeah, most of them I'm going to go to. That's so much fun. And, and the then, kids absolutely love it too. I mean, I, I feel like that's important to keep them involved so that they're connected to it and don't feel you know, isolated. And I think it's so great. The players, like in, mm-hmm. at, in college level, the, the players, they love seeing, they love seeing our girls like our girls look at the players like that's their big brother mm-hmm. you know all their big brothers so they love that they love seeing them they ask about them all the time so this will be really fun for them to get to fly with the team though it'll be really special oh very special and you need to make sure they get mm-hmm. plenty of pictures taken of your family what precious memories this will be in a few years what kind of traditions do you guys have after a win do you do anything specific So, you know what, we've always like celebrated with the other families um, post game, but I think here, you know, it's all new. Our games are so late here. I think they start, you know, around seven, seven 30. So it might be really late to do like a post game after, you know, after the game. So we may have to do some new traditions, maybe on a Sunday um, morning with our family and then Sunday is a family barbecue. So all of the coaching staff on Sundays at five o'clock, we have a huge barbecue. So all the kids and everybody can be together. So that's going to be, I think that's our new tradition. I like that. I love it when the kids are invited to be a part of that. That's, that's very important. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, not every day is you're on top of the world and getting your dream job. There has to be days where, you know, you had a big loss or something off the field happened that, you know, a tough time for your family. There's highs, there's lows. What do you think has been maybe the toughest adversity you both have faced? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? You know what? I think that in a lot of industries, there's highs and lows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think family, we have we've just looked at each other, you know, and to support each other. I mean, Jed and I have a really strong foundation and there's been low, there's been lows and there's been highs, but I'm kind of the glass is always half full. So it's going to get better. It's not the end of the world. So we have come together. We have conversations, open conversations a lot. Um, and really just, I think that what has gotten us through those are each other and these conversations that we've had and being positive because it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. It will. This is your 17th year of being a coach's wife. What's one thing you're glad you've made a priority in your life? Family, 100%. Family and relationships. Like the number one thing to Jed and I is our relationships. I'm an only child. Jed is, has one brother. So, and, you know, he has a small family, but our relationships with our friends and our coaching family, and even people outside of coaching, our friends are our family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know the motto here at, at Arizona is it's personal, but it really is 
personal to us because our friendships are everything to us. And that's what's gotten us through a lot is our friendships. Yes. They, they lift you up, encourage you, hold you accountable sometimes when you need it, you know, and a hundred percent. Yes. Okay. This is a question. No wife likes to answer, but I'm going to ask you to answer it because you're gonna have to brag on yourself a little bit, but we come here to learn things. I mean, let's think about it. Your head coach's wife and uh, in the PAC 12 power five. So you've been a backbone of a very successful coach. What few things do you think you've done that's contributed to the success of his career and your lives as a family? Ooh, that I've done. Oh, um, I think what's helped the most is just him knowing that I'm here managing and our home, our family, our business, um, staying organized, you know, just being on top of everything, making sure the kids are, you know, they're in swimming, they're in tennis, they're whatever they're doing. I think that it's me doing everything at home is allowed him to be able to breathe and be like, work so hard at, you know, at the office. Cause he knows everything is being taken care of at home. Mm. So he doesn't have the stress of that. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. You mentioned earlier, you know, it was almost just, you knew it could come. It was kind of shocked. It's hard to sink in, but he was getting this big coaching job. So before that though, there's times when you think something's going to happen, it doesn't come through and your heart kind of on the string, you know, and don't name a specific job, but just it's a competitive business. So when the day comes where it's like, Oh, we didn't get that. I thought we were. And now we're maybe, I don't know if you've ever been fired before. You know, a lot of people have. What do you say to keep your husband encouraged? Just like I said earlier, there's a lot of industries, right, that are competitive and football is one of them. I think that in our family, we just support each other. Um, I support Jed just like he's supported the girls and I for 17 years. So like I said, it's, it, I always say, I'm like, you're not a surgeon, right? You're not curing cancer. It's going to be okay. <laughs> this is, we will get past this decision too. So it's, it's hurts at the time and the moment, but it's not the end of the world. Mm. So I've just said that, like, it's going to be okay. We will get through this. And that seems to have helped. <laughs> For sure. Now you've done different levels of football. When I look at the resume, it's NFL, it's college. Um, and there's different tweaks to different ones. I mean, I think that a lot of times maybe it's a little harder to you know reach out to the players of NFL players because they kind of have their own family. So what are some of the differences that you've noticed in the levels, good and bad, but, and then how have you just adapted to those? You know, I think that you're right. It's, it's been different. I mean, Coaching in college is very different than coaching in the NFL. Um, I loved both. I loved, um, because I think that the most important thing, whether you're coaching in college or coaching in the NFL, is that you have friends and you have your support system outside of football, no matter what. Um, But in the college level, they love when you, you know, they love when you bring in the cookies, the chocolate chip cookies, or, you know, the kids come in or the kids draw pictures for the kids they love that the kids aren't drawing pictures for our players in the NFL Mm. right now they will love the cookies I used to bring in cookies even when Jed coached in the NFL and they love that but yeah you're right in the NFL it it is a little different because it's mostly grown men I mean you're out of college at this point and some are married some have children of their own where in college the athletes you know some might have kids but they're not married 
and there's their kids themselves. Mm-hmm. So especially with us having a 22 year old daughter, I know what it's like to have a 22 year old or, you know, a 17, 18, 19, 20 year old around. So you just, you get to play around with them a little bit more than you would an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Now um, you've been an assistant coach's wife for a long time. Now you're the head coach's wife. What are some things you're really excited about doing for your staff this fall and, and beyond? Oh gosh, I am so excited about this. I have really thought about this and dreamed about this um, time because I love, I've had the most amazing head coaches wives in our 17 years of coaching. We have had some great ones. So I'm excited to get a part, you know, to get the wives into Tucson, the community. Um, We're going to do some charity events. Um, I love getting the wives together at our country club, going swimming. Like I said, we have a really young staff. So we get the kids together all the time. Um, We had dinner just the other night this week. I just love getting get togethers. Even at our house, we'll do a sprinkle. Um, Anytime that we can get together, I'll host an event. Mm -hmm. And whoever can come can come. Nothing's mandatory. Everybody's busy. You know, and having little kids, I get it. I had little kids at one time to get babysitters is a lot um, sometimes. So I'll just host things and whoever can come can come. But um, there is one thing that I'd like to do. Um, We did this at the Rams in California and it's during Christmas. So it's kind of like a Oprah Winfrey, you know how she does that. Bring your, your favorite item. So everybody brings whatever their favorite item is, 20 of it, you know, and there's a price limit, whether it's, $10 each or $25 each. I think in college, it's going to be different no matter wherever you are, but you can bring your favorite item, however many people come. And then when you get to the, you know, the Christmas party, the holiday party, everybody puts their gifts and then you literally, you know, down and we organize everything. And then everyone gets up and they show their favorite gift, whether it's lipstick, a candle, whatever it is. And then everyone in the room gets one of those. So you leave the party with like 20 amazing gifts. That's really really, cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that, to starting that as a tradition here. That is super fun. I don't think it was a lot of that. That's awesome. Yeah. It was one of our players' wives in the Rams um, and then our head coaches wife um veronica she did it It was awesome we loved it so now, i'm gonna do that here i think that the wives would have a lot of fun oh yeah they'll never forget that <laughs> now <laughs> you um mentioned you've been on some really cool staff some great um coaches wives you've gotten to learn from do you have a specific mentor in this business or just a, a group of people you've gleaned information from yeah you know i've been around some amazing wives um I do have a group of wives that we talk monthly. We have a Zoom and we talk every month and it's Sarah Taylor, Elizabeth Fossil, Megan Waldron, um, a couple others. And we, we Zoom every month, but that's my go-to. If I have questions, if I want to throw things off of, it's that group of women. But then I also have a player's wife that I've become really good friends with. Um, and we ended up when we were in New England, they lived there as well. And that's Sarah Hasselback. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, Matt was our quarterback when we were in Seattle. And Sarah and I became close. I mean, 
they're the same age as we are. So we just bonded then. And then, you know, that's been 14 years ago. And then when we ended up back in New England and she was there, it was so refreshing to see it, you know, familiar face. And so Sarah is somebody that can, I bounce a lot of ideas off of her. Wow. Really, really cool. Now you've mm-hmm. moved 14 times in 17 years, right? So when you move to a new town, I mean, what are your best tips on finding childcare and getting connected in a community? Oh, Kristen, some people think I'm crazy. I jump in, I mean, immediately. Um, we join a club, either a swim club or a country club, depending on what the job is and where we're at immediately. Um, so that the kids can start meeting people so that I'll start meeting people. Um, and then really that's what, that's the first thing we do is find a swim club or a tennis club or a country club. And then I feel like we meet people right away, right there. Yeah. So your children must, yeah. are, have they been on swim teams before? Just a side note. They um, have. Yeah. Cool. They're big swimmers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so that's point. helped a lot. Yeah, definitely. I, my daughter's on a yeah. swim team. So I love it. It's a fun, it's a fun culture, isn't it? It is. It's a fun culture. And um, they just started yesterday. Well, you know, with the pandemic this last two years, it's just been so hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we were yeah. in New England and the, my kids had never swam indoors because we've always been places where they swam outdoors. So during a pandemic, swimming indoors was not the funnest. So so they're really excited to not Definitely. wear a mask. The yes. <laughs> well, you're going to be in a good area in terms of just a lot of warm weather. So you're going to be soaking that up for a while. Yes. Yes. We're super, they're super excited about them. Okay. So I have a lot of listeners, a lot of young mom listeners out there, whether it be high school or FCS level or D2 mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. And they have, they're, they're new at this life and they're like, okay, what would mm-hmm. I focus on? You're, you've, you have three daughters, you're raising them in the spotlight. What would you tell a coach's wife to focus on when raising children? Oh, protect your children. Um, just, I mean, I, I think protecting the kids, keeping it, you know, I just, I keep them grounded. I think that's super important for myself and for the kids to be, to be grounded and to be kind and you know the kids will get as a certain age even Ashley now in seventh grade she she doesn't even tell people what her dad does and now Mm -hmm. obviously here at Arizona with her last name being the same they know what he does but um just keeping them grounded and with friends that really want to be and the same with me finding friends that want to be friends with you because of you not what your husband is doing and what his job is you know that's important in life is Cause you'll find that. And it's mm-hmm. important to find the people that really want to be around you and your kids and support you and your kids and, and his job, not supporting, not being friends with you because of his job. Exactly. You yeah. talked about uh, along the road, which is giving cookies to players and having them over for dinner. Is that some of the practical ways you guys try to reach out to, to those it, young men? It is. We love it. We have the players over, so the, all the players, um, we had the recruits over when we were recruiting at our house for lunch. And then Jed and I, one night I said to Jed, you know, babe, we haven't had the players over like the existing players where mm-hmm. we've had a recruit over. He's like, you know what? You're right. I said, let's have them over. Let's, you know, if you have 80 players, I don't know how many we had, but we divided it into four 
So we had every weekend we at night, we would have, you know, a group of players, whether it's quarterbacks, tight ends, you know, offensive line, defensive line, we just divided it up and had them all come over for dinner. And it was amazing. I love opening our home to them because this is their, I want them to feel like this is the part, you know, their extended family. We're here. Our backyard is set up for them. They went swimming. We have games in the back. It was so much fun watching them just be kids. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it it's good for them and it's yeah. good for us. Do you enjoy doing a little cooking? Do you get it catered? What's your thing? Ooh, we have, um, I love cook. I love baking. Baking yeah. is my thing. So I do not cook for these things. We do um, a barbecue. There's a local barbecue place and the players love it and they set everything up and they have macaroni and cheese and, nice. you know, green beans and brisket. I'm from the South. So I still do that Southern. <laughs> yes, <comfort food. laughs> I love it. I love that Texas thing. I feel like talking to you too, um, that Southern draw is going to come out. I'm going to listen to this later and be like, Oh yeah. It's like when I talk to my grandmother, yeah, I yes. used to talk to my grandmother and it comes out. <laughs> I know it does. I'm from Tennessee and I've lived all over, but it, it, it just, you know, I was a sports anchor for a while, well, as I everyone knows, and out. I tried to get rid of it, but I couldn't. It was just too thick. That's how I gave up. Well, you know what it is? I found out last week, and it's so funny. It's actually, it is called something. So whenever I'm in New York with, like, my, my family in New York, Jed's family, I completely talk like a New Yorker. When I'm mm-hmm. talking to, my, you know, Southern people, it turns into Southern. When I'm not, you know, it is called something. It's a syndrome. I've looked it up, and you actually <laughs> start talking like what you're around. So don't worry. It's some, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm among friends right now. That's good. <laughs> so how do y'all stay And here? I go with y'all. We, I, in the last podcast I recorded, I said, all right, I'm fixing to do that. I'm sure some people in South Dakota, like, what is she doing? She's fixing to do what? But anyway, um, so how do you stay connected during the season? It's a ton of hours. Do you have a standing date? Do you go on a walk? What do you guys do? Oh, we should go on a walk. What a great idea. No, we, we FaceTime. Um, so Sunday, like I said, is a is family barbecue. So we do get to see Jed Sunday night at five. We FaceTime every day. And then he usually has one late morning during the week. So to let the coaches on Thursdays, um, the, co- the other coaches take their kids to school day. So that morning I'll have his favorite breakfast. So he loves bagels and locks. So I'll usually have bagels and locks on Thursdays for him. Nice. So it sounds like you were running all the time. Do you ever get any downtime? If is this a hypothetical question, what do you enjoy doing? (laughs) I am running all the time. It's so funny when my mom comes to visit, she's like, "Whoo, I'm exhausted. I need to go on a vacation after leaving your house. (laughs) We run a lot. We, but I think it's my inner, it's just, it's in me. If I'm not running, I find myself just being bored. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's my personality. There's a lot to do in a day. I'm a big list. You know, I've got a list of things. And I like, I like marking that thing off the list. Just that line goes through it. And there's something about putting that line through it. So yeah, I stay, I stay busy. I do. Oh, my downtime is sleep, you're... right? Sleeping. Okay. So that's injured. Yeah. Sleep, I, that's I mean, it. I go, and I go to bed really. Yeah. I go to bed early. So I go to bed by 10 o'clock. Very good. Wow. You're disciplined. You get up really early. I do. Well, I mean, I get up by six 30. Oh yeah. I count that as early. Yeah, that's good. So that's when I'm, that's my downtime. Yeah. 
what would you say are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? So, wow, there's so many, but the most rewarding to me are the friendships that I've made along the way, the people that I've met. Um, and that's, you know, all about it's personal because it is, that's our motto here. And that's our family motto. And I honestly feel like, um, relationships are everything. And that's the most important, that's, that's the most rewarding thing to me. Sure is. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's the last book you have read? Ooh, I'm uh, reading two right now. Live Your Life by Amanda Kloots, uh in the Dutch house. Coach surprises you. Walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Oh, it's got to be Hamilton. Oh. Hamilton. Different cities. It's my fave. If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Well, current or history, we have the best time with Bill and Linda. So I'd have to, I'd have to say Coach Belichick and his fiance, Linda, for sure. Nice. Nice. You get a night alone. What show are you binge watching? Oh, for sure. The People vs. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my husband did go to the O.J. trial. This is what we binge watch. <laughs> he went to the trial? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's a whole nother podcast we'll talk oh, about. <laughs> okay, round two. How did I not get this until yeah. the last final few questions of the podcast? <laughs> What's your go-to meal to cook? Uh, big ziti, salad, and garlic bread. What sport can you beat Coach Fish in? Oh, he would say none. <laughs> I'm going to say I've, I've beat him a few times in ping pong. <laughs> I love ping pong. I know, me too. <laughs> it's an underrated sport. I'll tell you that. You know what? It's in the Olympics. It ping is. in the Olympics. It is. Yeah. I feel like we need to talk about it more. I mean, it is so fun. And I I can meet Coach Urkel in it too. So, all right. <laughs> I think you and I should meet up in an AFCWA or AFCA conference. And uh, I think we should do it. Yeah. Yeah. We should put a little attorney on. Okay. Let's do if it. Coach Fish weren't a football coach, what would he be? Oh, I think he would have gone to law school and been a criminal defense attorney. What's one thing, non-tech, you just can't live without? Oh, it's got to be my matcha latte. Mm, coffee girl, huh? Yeah, I'm a matcha lot. I'm a matcha girl. Everyone has something that needs throwing away around the house. What's the absolute ugliest thing you own? Oh, that I own personally in my closet? Yes, anywhere. Anywhere in Ooh. your house. You know what? I'm little. I'm tiny. I'm like five foot two. And I have to be honest with you. I have some bell-bottom jeans that I thought were really cool. I thought they looked really good. They just never look good on me because I'm too tiny. I think I need to, it's time to throw those out. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a superpower, what would that be? Oh, that is superpower. I would say... I have su- I think I have two superpowers. I, I would want to teleport. Teleport to family. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fun superpower. And then I'd love to be able to talk to my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No one's ever said that on the podcast. Really? I'd love to communicate with my dogs. I think I communicate with them, but I would really like to be able to talk to my dogs. <laughs> I yeah. agree. I love this. 
Thank you so much for sharing with us, Amber. That was so fun. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for thinking of me. This podcast is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at ruler-hope or online at rulerofhope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coaches Wife Life.